Welcome to the Shifting Our Schools podcast, where we believe learning never stops. We create innovative and flexible professional development opportunities that support the current research and thinking in education today. This week's podcast episode aspires to set you up to take another step forward on your personal learning journey. Now here's your host, Jeff Udick. Welcome back to another episode of Shifting Our Schools. Thank you for finding some time to have a listen today. Today's episode is all about podcasting. Joe Casabana spends some time with us talking about some of his tips and tricks for getting started with podcasting and how he got started in podcasting and became a podcast coach. Make sure you check out the show notes for links to Joe's website and materials. This episode really builds on top of our Shifting Schools Getting Started with Podcasting materials over on our website. For 25 bucks, you get a video where I walk you through the production of the Shifting Our Schools podcast, along with tips and tricks for editing and recording. You'll also get a handout that has links to all of the resources you need to get started from microphones to different hosting options. So if you are ready to start your podcast, I highly recommend our Getting Started with Podcasting Pathway. This episode is a great next step on your own podcasting journey. Joe makes a living as a podcaster and a podcast coach and talks about committing to your podcast as well as how to build community and his smash approach to earning income from your podcast. Whether you are an educator looking for a little extra money from a side hustle or a student ready to start your own podcast, this episode will inspire you to get started and start getting your reps in. I hope you enjoy this episode with Joe Casabana. And with that, on with the show. All right, welcome back to another episode of Shifting Our Schools. I'm so excited with our special guest here, Joe, who's a podcast coach. Uh, Joe, it's been great to just kind of be looking over your stuff, uh, subscribing to your podcast. You're doing some great work out there, and I'm so excited to get you uh, in front of educators and students to talk about your own podcasting journey, maybe sharing some tips and tricks if there's educators out there who want to get started with podcasts, or my other hope is is that if there's educators who have that student in their classroom, and they're like, you know what, that kid needs to start a podcast, maybe give you some tips and tricks to supporting that student. So Joe, welcome to the podcast. Tell us a little bit about yourself, your background ground and how do you become a podcast coach <laughs> thanks so much thanks for having me i'm really excited to talk about this um i am excited because i am a podcaster and i'm also an educator i've taught uh at the college level i've developed my own courses i teach for linkedin learning so um convergence of, of both worlds. Uh, I started my professional journey, I guess, my professional life uh, as a web developer. Uh, and I started that in high school. Uh, my church oh, came cool. to me. Yeah. And, and they said uh, they needed a website. I said, I don't know how to do that. They said, we'll pay you. And I said, I will do that. Um, <laughs> and I loved it. It was so much fun. It got to, I got to like flex like my logical side of the brain and my creative uh brain. So um, I was a full-time web developer from about the age of 14 or 15 until just a few years ago when I switched lanes wow. and, and got into content creation. Um, and so I worked for uh, my alma mater after I graduated in, in the web development side, um, as well as as being a teacher over there, teaching web development to, to college students. Um, I worked for an agency where I worked on like Disney and uh, Disney websites and National Geographic and a whole bunch of cool things. Oh, and then, cool. yeah. Uh, and then when my daughter was born, 
uh, I realized that the agents, the agency life, if, if, if people don't know, um, is, is uh, hard work. It's a lot of work, mm-hmm. right? Because you're kind of on call all the time. Uh, you get to work on cool projects, but like you might have to like forego nights and weekends to get a, a big job done on time. And as a single guy, that was fine for me. Like that was, I enjoyed it. And I got to like do cool things that I wouldn't have got to do otherwise. But then when my daughter was born, I was like, I'm not going to miss like my kids first steps because I'm working late for a project or whatever. So decided to go out on my own. Um, I wanted to focus fully on podcasting and, and realized uh, or and my own courses and, and realized I didn't really know how to run a not word of mouth web design business. Like, <laughs> um, and but I was I had a successful podcast. And so. I landed a bunch of sponsors. They were able to float me to the end of the year. And then I kind of repeated that process with a few other podcasts. And then people started coming. Hey, how do you get, how did you get sponsors? How are you making money? Like what is, how are you not just like setting money on fire by having a podcast? And um, I, I decided to start coaching people after that. I had like pretty serious imposter syndrome. I was like, I'm not old enough to be a coach or whatever. (laughs) And then, I don't uh, even know what I'm doing quite yet. It's just uh, working for me. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, cause what you want to avoid, right. Is, is some people will do things once and then think, yes, I will teach it. Or yes, I will coach people on this. Right. Now you need to do exactly what I did, but yeah. that's not, that's not coaching, right? Coaching is like, what's your situation? What are your goals? Let's Based on everything I've learned over the last several years and my experience, we'll come up with a plan for you. Um, but then my, my friend Chris Lemma, who is a prolific business coach, told me, yeah, you absolutely could be a coach. He's like, you're a teacher. You're good at what you do. You've been doing it long enough. You should be a coach. And so that's when I was like, all right, I'll be a coach. Now, how many podcasts do you have right now? Do you just have the one? I personally have uh, three that three? I host okay. I and then I have, yeah, one that I co-host. It's kind of on hiatus. Um, and then it was like a pandemic era podcast, like oh, okay. help local businesses weather okay. the pandemic storm. Oh, cool. Um, and then I have uh, two that I produce for other people. Oh, nice. Yeah. Wow. That keeps yeah. you busy then. But you're yes. making your own, you're making, you're working from home. You make your own hours. You kind of get, you kind of get that freedom of freelance work. Yeah, that, yeah, that's exactly right. And it's been a little tough, right? Cause uh, our third uh, was born on Christmas Eve actually. Um, and so she's not in daycare yet. And so I've been kind of yeah. working half weeks, but <laughs> she starts in daycare uh, in a week or so as we record this. So I'll be uh, back to full time work, which is exciting. That's great. That's great. Yeah. Well, uh, let's let's dig in here a little bit and talk about, you know, you being a podcast coach, just maybe some recommendations you have or advice that you would have for educators who might want to start a podcast talking about either their passion or uh, we have some teachers who, you know, are thinking like, oh, I could start a podcast for my students in my school, for an after school club, for whatever it might be. If I if I'm just trying to get started, what are recommendations you have for, for somebody who comes to you and it's like, Joe, I just I don't even know what to do. Yeah, this is such a great question, because usually I'm approaching it from somebody who like has a business, maybe or mm. or not somebody who is maybe supporting their current job with their podcast, right? So usually I say, figure out why you want a podcast and figure out how it's going to make money, even if it doesn't make money for the first year. 
Mm. have that in mind from the very beginning. But if you're an educator who's doing this to support your job or support your students, it's a little bit different, right? So what you do is you want to, you do still want to think of the why you're podcasting, right? Every podcast should solve a problem. Um, in my podcast, for example, went from telling founder stories, like specifically like the failure part of founder stories of people in the WordPress space to actionable advice for uh, for creators specifically. Mm. So, and kind of leveraging tech. So I've made this slow move over the last few years to, to do that. Um, cause there's like a ton of founder stories podcasts out there. Right. right? And, and me as a guy, I'm not going to be able to differentiate myself that way. Um, but as an educator, right, there are a couple of things that you need, um, a decent microphone, um, and then audio hosting. Those are really the two things that you would need. Now, there is free hosting with Anchor uh, that's owned by Spotify. Free hosting with Anchor is probably the only, or, or, or for students, it's probably on, the only use case that I have for Anchor, okay. right? Okay. If you're serious about your, I'm sorry if this is hosted on Anchor. I didn't do my research. No, to make it's sure. not. It's all good. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, uh, if you are any kind of serious about your podcast, I don't think you should host on Anchor because in the software space, we say if, if you're not paying for the product, then you are the product. Yeah. Um, and so uh, maybe it's not just the software space. Um, but uh, so I think that there's a couple of good options for you. Buzzsprout is very affordable and they actually do have a free tier. Um it just that uh, falls like your I think after two months, your episode like falls off of the feed. Right. So um, if you're doing something very like semester or uh, trimester specific, that's perfectly fine. Right. Um, so but the other one that I like that the one that I use and I like the best is Castos. Okay. Um, they start at 20 bucks a month, but something really key, uh, especially if you're doing things specifically for student in your school is they offer kind of native private podcasting. Mm -hmm. uh, so you can lock down the feed so that only verified email addresses could access it. Uh, so like if you're doing something for the classroom or for an after school uh, activity, um, I think Castos would be really good for that. But if, yeah. Uh, I was just going to say, so I'm just thinking, because that's really good. I didn't know this was was an option, and I really like that option. Is there a way that you can go in and do, can you, do you know, uh, can you lock it to a domain? Like, can I just say anybody who has an email address at schooldistrict.com can access that? Or do you have to individually go in and put in every kid's email address? That is a... A really good question, and I, I, as I was saying it, I wish I knew the answer to it. I, <laughs> That's okay. You know what I I'm know doing? I can, I, I, again, I use Casto, so I can. Uh, as we're kind of talking here, I can vamp a little bit, and I can let you know uh, okay. and double check. So, yeah. Um, the way that I know how to do it is, yeah, you just kind of physically add a subscriber, but you could also use something like, um, like Zapier to. Mm -hmm like read a CSV, right. And, and right. send each email address to, um, or you can get a, uh, like kind of a generic link that you can send to all of the students and it's still like not publicly accessible, but okay. That's a little bit less. Uh, yeah. So that would secure. work. So I'm thinking like for teachers who might be listening, you could take that link and you could put it inside of your course, right. Inside right. Of canvas yeah. or Google yeah. classroom or whatever you're using. And only kids who had access to that course would be able to click on that link. And then, 
you know, load it into their podcast player and and be able to go. So you can still lock it down. So that I like that yeah. workaround. We do that a lot in education. So that's a good workaround. Yeah, totally. And then, uh, you know, the other kind of benefit of the of an, an email address uh, verified user is that Castos also has an app, right? So they mm. can put in their email address in the app and then it'll automatically download there. I happen, I like to use my own, uh, not my own, but I like to use Overcast for podcasting. So I'm, I'm very uh, particular too. I I definitely need a private feed because I want all of my podcasts to be in one place. Sure. So, and you said uh, Costos is 20 bucks a month is the minimum for that. Uh, Yes. Um, I don't, yeah, I, I don't want to speak for them. They might have uh, like a higher uh, ed- or a educational right. discount, discount um, or something. Yeah, I would certainly ask. I, I mean, yeah. I always ask. I still have yeah. my University of Scranton email address, so I <laughs> whatever I can. <laughs> I like that. I like that. That's that's great advice because you know we we run into that a lot. You know, with just like well. Uh, you know, what's the free versions that are out there? And you're right, Anchor mm-hmm. FM, you know, if, if it's the only thing you have, great, go for it, use it. Sprout, another good one. But when you're ready to level up, uh, you know, 20 bucks a month, in the grand scheme of things, if you're doing this for your kids or you're starting your own side hustle, something that you're right. passionate about, you know, 20 bucks a month is, I think, uh, a pretty low-hanging, uh, yeah. low-hanging and, entry point. And if you pay for the year up front, I think it's 190 uh, for okay. the year. So, so, so yeah, you save, you save some there, but yeah, you're absolutely right. Like I've, I've had, uh, uh, textbooks that cost more than that. Right. Yeah, right. Uh, so, so uh, um, but yeah, you know, I, but I do understand that like, um, especially like I mean, teachers aren't paid enough as it is. Yeah. Uh, and if they have to like pay for their own thing out of pocket, like that's, um, that's tough. If there's budget within the school, like that's, yeah probably yeah. also rare as we record yeah. this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, uh, let's talk a little bit too about like, what advice would you give to a student? Let's say you have a, a, a you know, like put yourself back in middle school, you know, and you're starting to do this web developing for your, for your church. Uh, and I'm a kid and I'm like, you know what? I want to start a podcast. If there are students out here who are listening to this, what advice would you have for, for some of our young podcasters who yeah, are trying I, to get started? I think the most important thing for the young past. Uh, young podcasters out there is get your reps in, right? Because you probably yeah. listen to a podcast where it's, you know, I, I've been podcasting for almost 10 years, but even before that, I was uh, a public speaker. I was in drama club from like second grade on. I'm very comfortable speaking in front of people, but that's a skill that most people have to develop. Right. Uh, so, I think get your reps in, right? Um, and I mean, maybe this generation is is has an easier time, right? Because they're like TikToking or live streaming or whatever. Yeah. Um, but starting a podcast, I think Anchor is is a good option for the students. Yeah. Uh, because that is free. That's totally free, and they do have a monetization um, mm-hmm. built into it, okay. right? Again, I'd be wary. I wouldn't build my business on top of that, but. I just read an article that like the, like Anchor has like a bunch of like white noise podcasts that make like a bunch of money. Um, oh, wow. So so I, I do think it's a good option for students. And then you don't need a four hundred dollar microphone. Um, you can get like a I tested a twenty dollar like tone or a, maybe a thirty dollar like toner microphone. That's T O N O R. Uh, good enough, right? Um, 
to to you don't sound you just don't want to sound like you're recording in a bathroom stall as basically right. <laughs> uh, yeah. the goal here right so uh, you know that's a USB microphone plugs right into your computer and then your computer uh, has some recording app on it already right so uh, QuickTime or GarageBand for Mac Windows slash Sound Recorder for for Windows um, and then. Or Anchor lets you record, I think, directly. Directly to, to it, I think. Directly yeah. to, right? So um, you have a lot of options there. But I think the most important thing is get your reps in and understand that like you're not going to get like hundreds of downloads for the first several months as long as you understand that going in. Yeah. Um, you know, because you don't want that to be discouraging. Like I host workshops now that like one or two people buy tickets to. I still <laughs> do them because it's yeah. part of my membership. And right. but you know, so Again, if you're not if you're not established, especially if you're not established in a space, you're it, it's not magically going to get downloads. Yeah, and what I love about this is like we have been interviewing uh, a lot of people from different industries, and every time we ask this question about what advice would you give to students to start down you know a similar path if this is something they want to do, the same answer continues to come: get your reps in. Yeah, and. And even to the point, like, just start, like, recording stuff and putting it out there. Like, your first podcast, probably going to suck because yeah. it's your first podcast. And then you get better and you get better audio quality and you figure out better ways to, to edit it. But you got to get your reps in, right? Like, I go back and sometimes listen to the first episode we did of this podcast, which was insane. Like I was living in Shanghai. My co-host was in Hong wow. Kong. We're interviewing somebody wow. from Thailand. It is, and it's over Skype because that's all we had in 2006. Yep. So it's just like this, it was, it was so bad. Like there's so much static behind, but you do it right. That's episode yeah. one. And then you continue to grow. So done is better than perfect. Uh, I love that. Yeah. Done is better yeah, than you, perfect. You know, you don't want to, there's a balance, right? Cause you don't want to put out trash, but like you also, it's not going to sound like NPR. The first right. time you do it. <laughs> yeah, my so first podcast was terrible. It was a bunch, me and a bunch of friends, like a roundtable discussion over Skype. We're talking over each other. <laughs> I'm a terrible moderator, and we didn't do any research. Like that show was terrible, but we did like 15 episodes, and I learned how to podcast in those. Yeah, 15 episodes. so great. And then I launched I this my current podcast, which makes me six figures. Like it's yeah. so you know get. Get your reps in, I guess. is the, Get your reps in. Yeah. I, that might even be the title of this episode. Get your reps in. I like nice. that. Uh, and that goes for educators as well, right? Like you got to get yeah. your reps in. You just got to start creating stuff. Yeah. Uh, let's let's talk a little bit about building a podcast community. Uh, and I was listening to one of your latest episodes and you were interviewing someone about this idea of how do you start to build a community around your podcast and then from community to engagement and kind of like, where do you find listeners? Like I, I put this podcast out there. It's on Spotify or it's on Apple or wherever then how do you how do you start building a community what advice do you have for people yeah that's really hard right because longtime podcasters will know that it can kind of feel like a one-way street if uh if you're putting it out there and then people aren't necessarily writing back you know you can see download numbers but um i think the the important thing for you to do is have a good call to action that is mm. clear from the very beginning, right? So you listen to a lot of podcasts and they'll say like, right at the end, they'll be like, don't forget to rate us and review us on Apple podcasts and also check out the show notes and also join our mailing list and also share it with a friend. That's too many things. And you've probably mm. already lost your listener. 
right. so what I like to do, and I, I'm actually experimenting with dynamic ad insertion for this now because I have a bunch of older episodes, but oh, cool. I like to put it at the beginning. Hey, real quick before we get started, I just want to let you know that I have a newsletter that goes out every Monday for free. It recaps these episodes. It gives you some quick hits and it'll tell you what I'm working on. If you are interested in that, sign up over at URL, right? <clears throat> it's right at the beginning. It's very clear. I reinforce that throughout the episode. So uh, the call to action could not be clearer. And that has helped when I did it for my newsletter. Now I'm doing it for my memberships. Um, and the other thing I would recommend is having good show notes, like a good show notes page, again, to send people, right? To send right. people to, because I'll have a feedback form there. Um, my community is not, it's, it's part of the membership. But if you are, if you're building community, send them to a Facebook page or, or, wherever your community happens to be. Right. I think a lot of people hate Facebook. Um, right. I do too. But if, if I knew like 90% of my audience was hanging out over there, I'd create a Facebook page. Yeah. And I'm thinking um, like for a student right now, like you, you might need to, that might be TikTok or that might yeah. be Instagram. Right. You know, where, where, where is like, where are other kids that you're trying to reach hanging right. out? You might have to create that account for your podcast and start sending people like, Hey, follow me on TikTok for more information or follow me on Instagram to see whatever it is that you want to see. Yeah. Right. And exactly. And then like, you know, let's use TikTok, right. Cause I'm trying to get into that now. I'm i I'm an elder millennial. So I've, yeah. I've fought TikTok. I'm like, I don't understand it. Um, but I've, I've been told time and time again that it, it does help grow your podcast or your business or whatever. So um, you can release clips. I, I think that Anchor makes it pretty easy oh, cool. to, to create like audiograms maybe. But if not, there's a, an, a free app called Headliner um, that'll do that and just recently started integrating directly with TikTok, right? So you can release clips of your podcast and then you could offer extra advice. Hey, by the way, like I just I just recorded a great interview uh, with with Jeff. We talked about higher education and what podcasting means. Uh, these are the three things we talked about. Look for that episode. And then when people like or comment or ask you questions, then you can engage. And then you can, again, send them to your newsletter or send them to whatever other place that you want to get them to. I always say newsletter because that's like the thing that you control. Yeah, like, right. Even if ConvertKit goes away tomorrow, that's what I use. Even if ConvertKit goes away tomorrow, I have a list of email addresses that I can right. get from ConvertKit, uh, which is you can't get that from Facebook or, or I mean, podcasting, you have no idea, right? Right. You like, exactly. You, you barely know what app they're coming from. So yeah, right. That's, so that's true. tough. Yeah, that's true. So I like that. Those are, those are, you know, some really good advice is a call to action, whatever it might be, whether you, you have a newsletter, you have TikTok, Instagram, like know where your community is and find a way to have a call of action to join me there. Cause to your point, and one thing I like that you really brought up is like, even on, even on this podcast, you know, I know how many downloads we get. I kind of, I know what country they come from, but I don't know who they are. Like right. I, I have no idea who these people are, but yeah. uh, you know, so it's, it's, it's great to do that, which is why, and, and to your point, I should be telling everybody, you know, you want follow up. There's a newsletter that comes out every Wednesday after the episode that has even more information from, so all these links I'm writing down will be in our newsletter. So if you're listening to this podcast and you're not subscribed to our newsletter, you can head over to shiftingschools.com. And sign up right there on the homepage. Thanks for reminding me to do that, Joe. See, I'm learning already. 
My pleasure. Awesome. I'm going to, I'm going to sign up, right? Cause I'm yeah, a little bit of an egomaniac. So I'm going to want to know. <laughs> You're going to want to know. I love it. Yeah. Uh, let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, other ways that you can help people who want to get started, whether they be students or teachers or somebody else listening to this, you actually have a course called podcast liftoff, uh, that helps people not only start podcasts, but earn income through them. If there's an educator out there who is looking for a side hustle or some advice, uh, can you maybe talk a little bit about that course? And then how do you even start to set this up to, to get to that income stream? Yeah. So this is, I kind of alluded to this before. If you want to make, if you want to do anything more than just talking to a microphone with your buddies for a while, the first thing that you need to do is think, what problem does my podcast solve? And how is it going to make money? And I I, a lot of people are like, but Joe, I don't, I don't know if it's going to make money. What if it's not? That doesn't matter. You need to know from the beginning how, if it does, right? Uh, and sponsorships is one way, right? I actually have a framework for this. It's called the Smash Framework. Five ways your podcast can make money. Sponsorship is number one. That's what, again, like all of my coaching clients are like, how do I get my first sponsor? Uh, so I'm like, yeah. fine, this is, I'll lean into this. I used to lean into like, don't get sponsors, do something yeah. else. But it's like, it's very rewarding. And it's, it's the most visible way that people can get uh, sure. monetization. Uh, M stands for memberships, right? So you build up a, a strong community, maybe through your newsletter. And then the common model right now is like five bucks a month or 50 bucks a year. That's what my membership is. You get maybe ad-free extended content, behind the scenes stuff. Uh, I'm going to, for my membership soon, I'm going to make a video on how to like create like a, uh, an automatically updated upcoming guests panel that you oh, could cool. put on your website, right? Like to entice people. Cause I saw somebody do that. It was a good idea. So extra content essentially for, uh, for the membership, right? Uh, a stands for affiliate links. This is the lowest barrier to entry, but also probably the lowest trickle unless you find the right um, affiliate program. And this is kind of where like solving the problem and figuring out how it's going to make money come like go hand in hand, right? If I'm solving um, a, a problem that is underwater basket weaving is hard, right? Right. Well, maybe I'll join a few affiliate programs where I can find like a waterproof bubble that I can weave my basket in. Maybe I'll find like the, the most rust proof uh, needles to do weaving in and I'll join those affiliate programs and I'll recommend those on the show and I'll make it clear their affiliate links and I'll put them in the show notes and I'll have a speakable URL, but then you get a small kickback anytime somebody uses your link to make the purchase. And there are really good affiliate programs out there, right? Like Amazon is one that everybody goes to because a lot of people shop on Amazon, but theirs ain't great. You know, I think it's like 3% most of the time. So if somebody buys like a $10 thing, it doesn't matter. Um, Whereas I just joined one um, where it's like 5%, but like the average order is like 500 bucks, right? So that's, you know, decent. That's yeah. like 25 bucks just for like recommending a product. So, right. uh, so that was a, uh, for affiliates, uh, the S the second S is selling. If you sell a product or service, uh, then you want to build your podcast around that solving that problem. And then talking about how the best solution to that problem is your product or service. Mm. And then H is helping. So that's courses, coaching, consulting. 
again, you want to use your podcast to establish your expertise, establish your authority, answer listener questions. And then people will be like, man, Jeff sure knows a lot about that. Maybe I'll reach out to him and see if he'll coach me. Very cool. I love that. Thank you for that. That's great advice. Smash. That's an easy one to remember. Right. We like our acronyms in education. So that's good. Yes. Yeah. I spent (laughs) a lot of time trying to figure out a good one. I like, I hate acronyms. Right. Uh, But uh, yeah. 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 I was like, but every framework is like a word. So I have like the smash framework and the calm framework. (laughs) Oh, very cool. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Uh, Any final words of advice for educators or students out there who, uh, you know, are looking to get into podcast or uh, other things that that we maybe didn't cover that you think are important for them to know? Uh, I think the most important thing is it can be discouraging at first. Mm -hmm. You pick something you're passionate about, help people solve a problem, get your reps in and be consistent. Um, And if you do those things, uh, eventually your podcast will, will bear fruit. Right. But I think people are like, I'm putting my podcast out there. It's going to get thousands of downloads the first day. Um, it won't, it'll be like yeah. your mom and, uh, like, uh, like four people who follow you on Twitter or whatever. Right. <laughs> um, but, uh, so there's, there's that piece of advice. There's get your reps in. I usually recommend that you record, uh, two or three like test episodes to see if mm. you actually like it. Um, because maybe podcasting is not the medium for you, right? Maybe, maybe you're a better writer. Maybe you're better uh, with video. Um, but try it out to see if you like it. And then the last thing I'll say, just cause this is a drum that I've been beating for like a few weeks now is don't title your episodes with episode number colon guest name. Um, Mm. because people who are subscribed, like that's fine. Like they've already subscribed, but you also want to please the Google robots. Right. Um, and people aren't searching for like episode number, uh, or (laughs) the most people who are Googling the name of your guest is your guest. Um, so you want to title your podcast, something different, right? Like, uh, three important tips for educators and students to start a podcast, right? Um, That would be a good episode name for this. And then most podcast apps will add the episode number in anyway later on. So, but you want that you want people to discover your podcast with an enticing title and an enticing description. So don't include in this episode as like the first three words of your description either. Mm. People know that it's an episode if they're looking for that podcast. Oh, I love that. That's some great advice. Something I need to think about too, because I think I do the episode number colon thing still. So yeah, uh, I mean, I I did it for like the first 200 episodes and I had my VA like go back and I made a spreadsheet. I changed all the titles and I had my VA go and and change them. And the same thing with, I looked at the descriptions and I'm like, these are all terrible. So like I, I updated them, right? Because that's you want it to matters. You, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it helps, right? Because yeah. you only yeah. you have precious space in podcast apps or in search result descriptions to entice the person to click. Yeah. So good. Such great advice. If people want to learn more about you, your podcast coaching or your podcasts, uh, where should they go? How do they reach out to you? You can find me over at casabona.org. Everything is over there. So it'll links to my coaching links to uh, my podcast. And uh, there's a nice big box on there for you to join my newsletter, which is called podcast tips. It's free. It comes out twice weekly. 
and it gives you tips for uh, how to grow and monetize your podcast. Awesome. Joe, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule. I've learned some stuff that I need to go back and think about for my own podcast, which is why, you know, part of the reason why I love doing podcasts is it's so much learning for me. It's my own learning vehicle as well. So I appreciate you being here and sharing your tips and tricks about getting started with podcasting. My absolute pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. I had a lot of fun. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Shifting Our Schools. If you found this episode helpful or inspiring, please make sure to subscribe and leave the team a five-star rating. If you want to learn more about the Shifting Schools team or download our free resources, head over to shiftingschools.com to see what's on offer now. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week for another episode to keep rethinking the shifts our schools need.